It's time for Dima Live, the number one radio show in the private service industry. Dima Live is a radio show that allows private service professionals to discuss topics that pertain to their industry. Now, here are your hosts, Dima National President Matthew Hack and private service professional DJ Haverkamp. Hello and welcome to Dima Live. Dima Live is a live, interactive, online radio show intended to bring private service professionals, product suppliers, principals, and recruitment agencies together to discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. Dima Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Management Association, a professional trade association with a mission to serve those who serve others. Our website is www.domesticmanagers.com. If you'd like to chat online with other listeners during the show, you can do so by registering at blogtalkradio.com website. If you'd like to submit a question for our guests during the live show, please feel free to text those questions to 313-404-3998. Once again, that number to text your questions is 313-404-3998. My name is Matthew Hack. I'm the president of the Domestic Estate Management Association, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined, as per usual, by my co-host, DJ Haverkamp, who is a private service professional based in the New York area. Today on the show, we'll be interviewing Melody Richards of SoMe, S-O-M-I dot A-E is her website. Uh, Melody is a, is a child care and family relations counselor who specializes in providing guidance on the challenging topic of child rearing. With many challenges facing our modern society, Melody has some great advice to share for those involved with raising healthy, well-adjusted kids. So I'm excited to uh, get things started here with Melody. And uh, before I do so, DJ, uh, hope you've had a great week since we last spoke. Have you been working on your shopping list from uh, Christoph yet? Uh, hi, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I have been working on my shopping list. I love their products. I, I was I've been looking at their website all week, and they they're just is such a, an elegance in so many of the products that that um, that they present. It, it would be fun to go shopping for for holiday gifts there for sure. Absolutely. So I'm on your I'm on your, I'm on that list though, right? Ah, yeah. Well, we'll see if, if And and uh, I know, know now that to... you want to I know now that you want to pair those cufflinks with the uh with the the hex um the hex that, logo on it, right? The, the, yes, <laughs> totally. like, like the honeycomb, the hexagonal cufflinks. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right. Well, that that's enough talking about Christmas presents and our wish list. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, get Melody uh, involved here in the discussion. Melody, welcome uh, to Dima Live. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and um, I'm ready to share every all my experiences and what I've learned throughout the years. Excellent. Well, I know that you have a lot of experiences. I know um, I had the, uh, the the good fortune of being able to sit down with Melody uh, in my most recent visit out to Scottsdale and got to know her a little bit. And um, I just felt that you would be a perfect person to have here on Dima Live um, and uh, look forward to, to definitely having this, this conversation with DJ and myself. So we'll go ahead and get started here by um, by talking a little bit about, you know, having you share some thoughts on, you know, child rearing in, for the high net worth families. Uh, but before we do that, can you tell our guests a little bit about your story and how you got started in the, uh, uh, in the profession? 
Sure, I'd love to. So I'm originally from South Africa, grew up um, in South Africa and was raised in South Africa. And I saw an amazing opportunity to come to the United States, who, which is filled with opportunities. So I left South Africa um, at 18 years old to come and venture out to see what I can do in the United States. And I fell upon childcare and being in the family sector of a career. And I've loved it and I've enjoyed every minute. And I'm so passionate about families and children who are our future, you know, and guiding parents and not only parents, but also their caregivers, you know, giving them some tools that they can use. So I'm just happy to be able to help and to engage with families in a way that can help them become stronger, successful um, families that are authentic to who they are as a family because every family unit is so different. So throughout my years, I've worked with many different families, um, and I've learned and I've gathered a lot of tools, and I've loved it. And I've just dug deeper and deeper, and I've just become – even more passionate about how I can help, what I can do to change not only families but children's lives and as a community, we can work together and become great. Absolutely, and I completely agree with that. I know that uh, it's definitely one of the most rewarding things that you can do, you know, in raising a child, but it's also one of the most difficult uh, and stressful pieces. I I know that, uh, um, you know, the – we're, the environment's constantly changing um, as, as we all get older and, and the abilities and capabilities of what children have access to and what they don't have access to is constantly changing uh, and evolving as well. So I think that um, it's really exciting for for me to be able to have uh, you on the show with uh, with, with both of us, uh, DJ included, that you know we can start you know sharing some of the, the resources and the tools that you've been able to you know develop and implement over the years that you've been doing this. Now, before we go a little bit, uh, go any further though, I did want to touch real briefly. There is a difference between a newborn care specialist and a nanny. Is that correct? Yes, 100%. 100%. Okay, so real quickly, though, for, for, those, for those that are on the show that are listening and that will be listening to this, can you just give a quick, you know, uh, define the difference between the two? What is a nanny versus what is a newborn care specialist? Okay, well, the role of the nanny and the role of a newborn care specialist is interesting, though, because they work together, but they are completely separate units in terms of what they do in a home. So a nanny is predominantly the child care provider who provides care in terms of, you know, eating habits, discipline, um, communication, you know, just the daily crux of what's going on in, throughout the day. Um, in in the family, you know, um, Monday through Friday, depending on the family, that's the role of the nanny, you know, um, can also include tutoring, you know, um, disciplining 100%, yes, you know, and that's the role of the nanny within the household. A newborn care specialist on the other other end, um, we come in and we sleep train children, the infants, who come directly out of the hospital out of the hospital, one day old, two day old. And what we do is that we work at night. I've been a newborn care specialist, um, you know, for many years as well. Um, We work at night and we sleep train the child where we create consistency with good sleep habits at nighttime. 
you know, and in most instances, um, a newborn care specialist is only within a family household for um, three to four months max, whereas the nanny is more full-time in terms of one year or um, a longer commitment in terms of being with the family. Um, So they're completely different, but how they join together and how they work together is that with a newborn care specialist, they create this routine in terms of sleep habits, eating routines for infants, and then it bleeds into the day where the nanny, you know, obviously integrates and um, follows the same schedule in terms of infants um, in that way, but nannies obviously um, range anywhere from infants all the way up to teenagers. Newborn care specialists are predominantly infants, um, zero to three months. Okay, awesome. Perfect. That's that's exactly what I was looking for as far as uh, defining the, the two separate roles and how they are, are separate. Hey, real quick, Melody, I'm getting a little bit of feedback. If you have um, – if you have like speakers on or anything like that, if you could just turn those down, I think that'll get rid of the feedback for you. Um, that would be great. Um, and uh, we can, we'll, we'll move forward here. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is what are, what are some of the things, can you share with our listeners some of the insights that you've had from your years uh, as being a nanny and a newborn care specialist? Being a nanny as the, completely rewarding for me because I was in every household where I learned so many different different tools, you know, how different families work, why they work the way they, they do, you know, in um I worked with different cultures within the family, within the United States and that was really good for me because every family is completely different. And I think that's the beauty of what we do. Is because we come in with the foundation of, you know, sleeping habits and good eating habits and consistency and discipline, and we build off of that within that specific family as a nanny. And so I love that, and you just tweak things as you go along depending on the family, what they do, when they do it, how they do it. Um, In terms of newborn care specialist. Likewise, I've worked with many, many different families, high-profile families, you know. Um, newborn care specialist parents are just screaming for sleep. You know, we just need to sleep, and which also ties into how important sleep is, not only to children, but to everybody. You know, if we're not getting good sleep, we're grumpy, we're miserable, we can't think straight, you know, we just lash out, we, you know, we just can't be logical about things. We can't rationalize anything. So with my newborn care specialist, what I've learned, which I've taken from each family, is how important schedules are, how important, you know, staying consistent is. It's, it's, every time I've worked with a, with a client, it's it just that bell rings all the time. Consistency, you know, scheduling, um, sleep, you know, all of that is so important. Yeah, absolutely, and it's—I mean, sleep is important not only for the ch- for the infant, but it's also important for the uh, for the for the parents as well. So I can uh, I can imagine. I wish uh, I wish you would have been around, and I would have uh, 
known about you a couple of years ago when I had Jake and Nate because I would have had you come over and, and help me because I was uh, we, we did a lot of up all night uh, late nights for sure and then you have to turn around and go back to work so uh, it must be a huge benefit to have someone like you you know working uh, side by side with the family helping them you know get through those first few months where the sleep habits are as crazy as as you're suggesting. Totally, and it's also important, though, like you were saying, the sleepless nights, you know. Um, it's true, you do have sleepless nights, and sometimes in terms of me consulting, I can give parents the guidance, and just like those moments that are like, oh, I didn't realize that, I didn't know that, you know. Um, and that's, some, that's the beauty of also being able to consult, and also consult in terms of I can speak to families in different countries because, I can give them the guidance and they can follow through with it and then just check back with me on, okay, this is what's going on in my household. And just tweaking is beautiful, you know, to be able to give that to families because sleep is important. Yeah, absolutely. So what what have been some of the differences? I mean, obviously there's different types of families that are out there. Um, obviously a majority of the people that you do work with, I'm assuming, are going to be in the high net worth category. But – Within that category, you have different um, types of, uh, of families. So, for example, you might have a high net worth billionaire who runs multiple businesses, right? And they don't have as high profile uh, to the to celebrity status as someone who might actually be a movie star or, um, or a famous uh, sports uh, athlete. So have you seen any difference? What, what differences come into play, you know, based upon that, that type of uh, family? You know, every family wants the same thing for their kids, you know. They want their kids to be healthy. They want their kids to be happy. They want their kids to be well-rounded. They want their kids to have discipline, good morals, good values, you know. And sometimes in terms of high net worth or not, um, it all comes back down to back to basics, which I, I call it back to basics, which is we all want the same thing for our family. In terms of high network it's just a little bit different in terms of there's more people in your household there's a lot more going on so I think it's important to have from my experience to have someone that can keep everything back to basics and that's where you know child care providers and um, come into play where they can keep the you know the sleep schedules and they can keep the consistency in terms of um, discipline and create a family unit for when the parents are up and about going all the time. Um, Because you see this all the time. Life has changed so much these days where people are on a plane going here and there. So in terms of high network, I think to have one person, and in most cases it's the nanny or the child care provider that is the foundation to keep everything going the way it needs to go in terms of helping and keeping the structure in the family, you know. But you do obviously see in high net worth families that the pace in the, in the family life is a lot different. And so with, a, with good health and good child care, you know, you can slow that down and you can get your family and the children back to basics. Yeah. Melody, I wanted to just quickly ask, I uh, – my experience in talking to a lot of my friends who are working in private service is that we really find ourselves in kind of a dynamic situation where 
Um, we're part of a family and yet we're not part of a family because there's a certain intimacy that's associated by when you work in, in a, a private home. And so I'm just curious to know if you have any advice for folks who are working with families that have uh, children that are being brought up as far as how to maintain that balance in the in the family or how to work with other staff members or if you're an estate manager how to even find a nanny what what would your advice be to people who are working in the private service industry that that are involved maybe not necessarily directly but uh, indirectly as well in in helping to raise children in in a family like this I think it's very important to for to define family roles and to know how you can influence and what is your role in in the home. And I feel that when people realize that, especially if you're working in a household and you're the childcare provider, you're the nanny, and if you're in a high network family and you're predominantly there most of the time, then you need to define the role in terms of this is the nanny and this is your responsibility in terms of taking on that role. You know, I do believe that it's very important to to understand that. And it's tricky when we're in the private service sector when you are in homes because you have to draw the line as to this is my profession, this is my career, and this is somebody else's family. What can I do within my career and all of the experience that I've gathered and the tools that I have and the education that I have to influence this family in a beautiful way that creates, you know, harmony and uh, smooth, everything running smoothly within the family and being a great extra pair of hands for wherever you need to be, but also realize that that is not your family, but you influencing the family. And for me, in my experience, it's been tricky because sometimes you just almost blend in, you know, but then you also have to step back and realize that this is your profession and always maintain that and realize that we are influencing the best way that we can and understanding your role. Because at the end of the day, we're not the parents within the family. But we can yeah. be an, a great example to the children and be within the family. So in terms of a child care provider, we maintain and we, you know, realize that what is our role here? You know, what do the kids need from us here without taking, taking the importance of that's the parents and I'm the child care provider away yeah, you know yeah yeah right so I, I think that's I, very I, important and i also appreciate throughout the years i appreciate families that you know that incorporated um me specifically as part of the family i thought that was beautiful but for me i always realized that i i have a role that i play and it's important that i stick within that role and do the best that i can do so i find that really important yeah and, and i would say too uh, Melody, that that it's kind of good to keep the child's perspective in mind as well. A lot of us didn't grow up in households that had a lot of staff, and so when when you're thinking about a child, like having someone that's the housekeeper to come and clean the room and 
the the maybe a driver that's taking them to and from school there are a lot of additional people in their life that may not be in the traditional family setting and i think it's also really good to keep in mind like how the child is seeing and and feeling about all those other people that are suddenly people. there exactly 100% right? and i think when you have good family when you have a family foundation and you know when you you instill in your children, you try to, you know, it's tough. Parenting is hard. You know, I've spoken to many parents throughout my experience, throughout the years that I've that I worked and now that I consult consistently, and they all say the same, want to be the best that they can be, you know. And I think when we start treating people the way we want to be treated, so if you do have a driver, you know, it, it, it just becomes part of life and we respect that that is their role and that is their career, and we teach the children that. I I think that that is so important, you know, and I think if we can instill in children that we treat treat people the way we want to be treated, you know, and then each role that is within a family household, especially high-network families, they know their role and they influence the best way they know within the family. Yeah, I, I think that's really good. I think that you're right on with that. As I was looking yeah. at your uh, website yeah. earlier this week, I was noticing that you have uh, a really great page where you talk about uh, some of the things that your your consulting service does and some of the issues that you're dealing with. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you could maybe comment on a few of those different areas of problems that you see in the whole realm of child rearing that your, your business is addressing. You know, one of the, the biggest things that I face the biggest problems that I see is consistency. Um, see within the family about positive discipline. You know, there's, there's a huge difference between disciplining your child and positively disciplining your child because what we want, what, what we want with kids is we want them to be confident. We want them to be able to communicate effectively. So that takes out tantrums or confusion or I thought you said, but I want. You know, I think that is really, really important because we need to teach them these skills at a young age so when they grow up they can use them over and over again because for everything that we do and we teach children as young kids, they grow up and they just keep doing it, you know. So if we can teach them from a young age positive discipline and problem solving and how to create an environment where you know, if something falls down, it's okay. If you're building something and it falls down, it's okay. We'll just rebuild it. It's no big deal. You know, I think that's really important. And also having quality time as a family. And when I say good quality time as a family, you know, parents sometimes think, oh, I need to spend hours with my kids, you know. But sometimes those hours with your kids, you know, the parents sending out an email or the phone ring, so it's always interrupted time. So I suggest 20 minutes of no phone, no emails, and just one-on-one time with your child. That's all we, they need is just that one quality, one 20 minutes of quality time where they feel that they're important and there's no interruptions. This creates a sense of I'm a part of and I am important, you know. So it's not about how much time. It's the quality of the time. 
Melody, you're absolutely crazy. Now you're talking nonsense. So you're telling me I have to shut my cell phone off for 20 minutes to to, uh, to hang out with my boys? Matt, do you, think, <laughs> do you think you could do that, Matt? I'll give you 15. Can you do 15 minutes for that? <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I'll try. But, you know, everyone else that, uh, that's, that's calling in and needs my help, I, I they're going to have to just be understanding of that, right? They, they're going to, you know what's going to happen, Matt? They're going to respect your time and they're going to know. Matt is spending quality time with your kids. Maybe we can't, maybe this could become the thing where everybody just shuts off their phone and spends quality time with your children. I mean, how amazing would that be? You know, think that about would be, it. Think that about would be you. absolutely fantastic. Could you imagine yeah. that if, for instance, if, you're, if you knew, oh, 4 o'clock, my mom is going to come sit with me and I can get a book or I could get a puzzle something that I enjoy doing, and my parents is going to sit with me. Could you imagine what confidence that's building, that sense of security, I know, I am worthy, I'm worth it? It, play, it Absolutely. changes the whole thinking in a child's mind, and it creates that sense of, I am important. And everybody wants to be important. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's a huge that's a huge piece of uh, of probably why you have been as successful as you have been is you've been able to instill and incorporate that into the minds of the uh, of the individuals that you work with. And you know, one of the things I remember, you know, the, one of the stories that you told me, um, you know, while we were visiting in Scottsdale, um, was the one family that you were working with, and you you kind of taught the dad about having his special time. Um, with, with his kids, and it was, you know, it was yes. music, right? Um, yes, could you share was, that story real quick? So I was consulting with a family, and we were trying to, de- we were defining roles in the family, and sometimes, sometimes what I think will work for a child, you know, dad might, dad, dad's inspiration comes from something else. So in terms of parents, you know, mom might be good at something. Maybe she loves to do puzzles or Dad loves to do something, and in this instance, how Dad connected with their child, which I thought was so beautiful, was he loves to play the guitar and sing songs. And so Mom and I picked it up, and we're like, oh, well, that could be, like, quality time that they spend together. And Mom was on it so fast, she went and she bought her little girl a a guitar, and she sends me videos now of Dad and their little three-year-old singing together, and Katy Perry is on guitar is so amazing. I laugh, and it really warms my heart because that's something, that's a passion, that's something that dad loves, and he's giving it to, the, to the, his daughter. And, you know, it's creating memories. It's creating a fun tradition, you know, and everybody dances, and it just creates laughter and happiness, and that's what families should be about, you know, and it's yep, simple absolutely. things like that, you know. If, if dad loves, you know, when I was growing up, dad loved to fix the car, you know. If I go sit out there and he'd be like, go get this screwdriver and I go figure it out. And now I sit back and I think about it and I was like, how amazing is that, you know. Absolutely. Besides just going to get the, the screw, there's so much other stuff that's been learned, you know, following directions, you know, being prompt staying focused on the task. There's so much more going on within that time that sometimes we forget about. Melody, can I ask you, though, one of the things that I've observed is that not all folks have the same ability when it comes to their parenting skills. And sometimes we end up in households where 
it's not quite as pleasant and things are not going quite so well. I know a lot of folks are very much concerned about the quality of their parenting and wanting to do a great job as parents, but sometimes high net worth individuals end up in difficult situations where either the demands of their industry keep them from being able to really be good parents or there have been situations where there have been divorces and you know households are not quite so pleasant what what would you say how would you deal with that situation if you were in a household that was a little tougher and you were working in private service how could you contribute to making more harmony how would you contribute to helping those kids the number one the most important player is the children because when parents see their children happy so we in the private service sector we we influence you know we influence we maintain we help with the extra hands um even as consultants you know we're we're guide we're guiding we're you know parents or our clients the best way that we can so when parents see their kids happy they want to know hey what's going on what are you doing you know so if we can influence, first and foremost, if we have parents that are absent, you know, if we can love, if we can create that consistency, if we can create um, good schedules and, um, you know, and be an example of what we'd want the kids to be, because that's what it all boils down to, being an example, because kids pick up everything. And when parents see this, because, and this is from my personal experience, parents Parents see, oh, my kids are so happy, what's going on? And then they start becoming inquisitive, and they ask, what are, you, what are you guys doing, you know? And then you can guide the parents, you know. Oh, this is what we do. You want to sit down with us and read a book? You go ahead and read the book. I'll, I'll go and do something else, you know. And it's just those little interactions that can make a huge difference. You know, I've worked in households where the parents have, you know, been absent, and we just maintained, you know, a consistent schedule, and we created and healthy and well-balanced, you know, and we use positive discipline. And by the time my consulting and my time was up with the family, the parents were engaged, you know, and it was just being an example. I think first and foremost, being an example is really important. Some parents, um, some high network families, sometimes they need more um, information. They prefer information so you can, you know, suggest a book or, you know, um, you know, some research, you know, maybe you research something and it would be good for them, you know. Um, and just see within that family how you can be influential in a positive way. You can be a positive example um, to the children and also the best person that you can be, you know, with everything that you've learned. And sometimes we do need to. It doesn't mean because, you know, we're within this you know, private sector, you know, oh, child care providers, or that we're parents that we know what we're doing. We're all learning as we go along, you know. Yep. Sometimes yeah. something would work and sometimes it wouldn't work. It's just trial and error. And I do believe that everybody is doing the best that they can. And 90% of my parents, not even 90% of my parents, 100% of my parents, they all want the same thing for their family. They all want the same thing for their children. And how we can give that to them and be of service, I'm, I'm all for it. 
Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I think all parents want the same thing for their kids. And it is all about, you know, um, doing research and constantly reading. I know myself personally, um, my wife and I are always reading books. And, you know, it's hard to separate business uh, from, from family time. Uh, because we do have these uh, these stupid electronic devices that we have to carry around all the time. So, um, but the good thing is, you're constantly surrounded by families and and other families that you can share stories with and see how their those other families are doing it. Um, and speaking of being able to surround yourself by others and, and building relationships in within uh, the same community. That's part of what DEMA does. And so um, being able to provide uh, local chapter meetings for private service professionals to be able to come together and meet other like-minded individuals and, you know, tell the great uplifting stories like you're hearing right now with Melody, um, those are extremely important and can be very um, can be very important for a lot of private service professionals that are out there. So at this time, I want to just take a couple minutes here to go over some of the upcoming meetings that are going on um, uh, throughout the country here uh, for DEMA. And we'll start uh, November the 28th. You can go and meet uh, Melody and, and talk with her in Scottsdale on uh, November the 30th, Naples. It will be having a meeting. And then we roll into the holiday meetings, and uh, we have one uh, December the 6th. Uh, you can go meet DJ, the celebrity, and uh, uh, <laughs> talk with him about the radio show, tell him all the great things he's doing and all the bad things that I'm doing, and uh, and talk with him. And then uh, December the 7th, uh, San Diego has their um, holiday party. Um, December the 11th is D.C., and then we head back out to Scottsdale on December the 13th for their uh, holiday party, and then uh, December the 18th, uh, San Francisco. And I know L.A. is on the docket. Um, I think they're going to be meeting again in January. They just had their meeting last night, so and that was a huge success. But um, and that's uh, a great opportunity, like like Melody's been talking about, you know, to be able to meet others that can help provide you any type of resources uh, to to better yourselves. Um, Obviously, Melody, you have a lot of experience um, working with the uh, private service professional and working within the homes. Um, you know, what I would like you to do, though, is you've also worked on an international basis. So I wanted you to briefly touch on some of the differences um, that, that you have seen in rearing um, children in different cultures. So in different, different cultures are completely, they have, you know, different traditions that they do, different, you know, different routines that they have, you know, depending on what's going going on within the family. But the most important thing that I, I, I say all the time because it's taking families back to basics is that every family wants the same thing. But in terms of cultural differences, I think in terms of a consultant or um, child care or, you know, servicing the family, we need to be aware of these cultures. You know, we need to be, you know, some cultures, um, they just don't wear shoes in the house. That's part of their culture, you know. Um, and so you need to be mindful of that. And then we also need to realize that each family is different, which they are, and incorporate that that difference, you know, that cultural difference, and make and help create that family as a whole, which makes the family their fam that family, you know, like, you know, I've worked with a South African family and um, the mom was from Finland and they did completely different, you know, different traditions, 
through at Christmas. But it was so interesting, though, because we just incorporated the two. You know, South Africa, we eat, you know, specific food. And in Finland, they eat specific food around Christmas time. And we just incorporated it. And that's what makes the family a beautiful family. That's what makes your family your family, when you're able to incorporate what makes, you know, parents or different cultures different and be able to be a successful, strong family using that, you know. So at the end of the day, incorporating the cultural differences and keeping in mind the foundation, you know, which is successful, confident, well-balanced children and building off of that, you know, switches from culture to what we want for our family. Melody, I wanted to uh, follow up on that. I think what you're just talking about there with regard to traditions is a really great thing because that's a, uh, from my experience is a really important part of good child rearing and family structure. And I see even on your website that, that having uh, routines and, uh, certain uh, strategies that you use is a really big part of, of that. And, you know, with the holidays holidays approaching here in the next few weeks, traditions uh, associated with that, like you just mentioned, what are your thoughts on having that kind of routine and structure and, and, and ideas for traditions within the family unit? You know, one of the, the traditions, that I've seen that I thought was so effective and so beautiful was um, families sitting down at dinner, and especially now coming up to Thanksgiving, you know, where everybody sits down and they do their thankfuls and their gratefuls for the day. And it's so funny because so I sat down with this family and two boys, mom and dad, and the boys would be so silly and it would just create this laugh in the house and the boys would be thankful about the strangest things and we're like, where did that come from? But it was so funny, you know, like I'm thankful for bubble gum today. I had bubble gum today, you know, or something crazy like that. And it was so interesting because it's so beautiful. And not only can you do for Thanksgiving, you know, you're thankful. You can sit down and you can do it every day. And then it just becomes a habit. This is what my family does. This is part of our family. This is who we are. When we have dinner, we all sit down and we just we talk about what we're thankful for. And it's interesting because remember I was telling you earlier about the, what is actually going on. The kids are sitting down. They, they speak and then they have to listen. And they're learning to respect everybody's time because it's not your turn to speak, so somebody else's turn to speak. So there's so much learning going on, and it's beautiful when it happens as a family, you know, however that looks. You know, sometimes it's mom and dad, sometimes it's mom and mom, sometimes it's dad and dad. It doesn't matter, you know. So that's one of the easier traditions that you can do. Some people love to read specific books, you know, like my culturally diverse families. They'll get different um, cultural stories from around the world, and they'll have story time. At a specific time at night, that's also fun. Simple things that you can do. My gosh, you know, you're 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 giving me so many uh, so many ideas here, Melody. I don't even know where to begin. So first off, you want me to shut my phone off for 15 minutes. Now you want me to do <laughs> bedtime stories. I don't even know how I'm. I, I don't even know how my kids have have grown up to the to the to be the great guys <laughs> that they are. So, um, but anyways. Um, listen, I, I, I'm really excited to, to hear you talk about some of the things and 
that you're talking about when it comes to, to you know traditions and sitting around the table and talking because I think that sometimes um, what we as adults we kind of forget what it's like to be a child right and yes. and the things that are important like what you're saying where you know you ask them you know we're like well we're thankful that we have a house that we live in we're thankful that we have clothes and then you go to the boys and they'll they'll, they'll say exactly what you said well I'm thankful for bubble gum and you're like. Well, I guess that brings it back down to the most simplest element, right? So, um, those are always those are always awesome stories. But how I, I have I have a little bit more of a, a from a professional standpoint, something that we're trying to do here with Dima Live is really set up a radio show where we can set a standard for professionalism. And one of the things that we ask all of our guests is to kind of talk a little bit about how do you keep and maintain. I mean, you're dealing. Uh, whether you're a newborn care specialist or you're a nanny, you're dealing with the children, right? And so you're trying to relate to a child, but at the same time you're also trying to show the parents that you're doing a good job and that you are being professional. So I can only imagine that's probably a pretty difficult task to, to maintain professionalism when when operating in a in a home environment like that. Is that is that true or am I just kind of shooting off the hip? It's interesting, though, because being in childcare, it's tricky because you're on the ground with the kids, in the dirt, playing with the dirt. You're engaging. You're interactive. You're a part of the family unit, but at the same time, you want to be professional. My suggestion for, in terms of being professional is just, you know, always be authentic to who you are and you know, being professionally is, I think, is, is huge. It's really, really important, you know. You know, obviously, yes, we're engaging with children. We're on the floor with them. But there's also a certain way that you can dress, that you can present yourself. And it's not only with regards to, you know, within this career. It goes, it goes throughout the spectrum of being professional, you know. Um, and then just maintaining the fact that what is your role within this family and how can you be within this role the best that you can be and just stay professional in terms of addressing issues with the parents in a professional way, you know, being able to communicate effectively with them, you know, and be a team, be part of a team, you know, and I think that's really important. Effective communication is, you know, is is very, very important. You know, sometimes we, you know, we're confused about things. We, you know, we, um, miscommunicate or we, we're not understanding, you know, different things that are going on within the family. And sometimes just communicating and, you know, just being able to communicate and be professional when communicating, that's, that's so important. So important. Absolutely. I, I couldn't, I couldn't and, agree more. Um, totally. And then also being, being able to engage in the kids because the proof is always in the pudding. When, the, when parents see that their kids are happy and healthy and, and doing good and they're great kids, you know, it, it makes them smile. It makes them so happy that they that they know that they they have peace of mind. Absolutely. Um, and I well, think Melody, that's really speak, important. Speaking of peace of mind, I know that my my boys, if they if they were listening to this uh, radio show right now, they would be tugging at my uh, my pant legs and saying, "Dad, Dad, we need to get we need to get Miss Melody to come over and and uh, and consult for you." Um, so if that was the case, how, how could I reach out and, uh, get the great melody to, uh, give me some parenting <laughs> tips or some consulting? So you can, you can find us at www.stomi.ae. 
And then you can also get it if you want to inquire or you want to, you know, shoot us an email, you can do that by, by going to info at somi.ae. So that's info at somi, S-O-M-I dot A-E. And um, you can contact us that way. We'd love to come and consult for you, Matt. We'd love to do thankfuls at the, um, the dinner table with you and your family. No, I can only imagine. I can you, <laughs> careful what you ask for, Melody. You you, you might not you might not okay. want to after you see what goes on at my dinner table. So, but hey, okay. listen, Melody. Unfortunately, uh, time flies when you're having a good time, and uh, we are at that point in the show where I need to uh, thank you for being on the show. And uh, DJ, as always, thank you for being on the show and, and helping assist me uh, with this endeavor to, you know, increase professionalism and bring the great guests on here and ask the fantastic questions that you that you ask. Um, if uh, if you're listening to the show and you have any questions about becoming uh, a private service professional or about working in the private service industry, please feel free to contact us at info at domesticmanagers.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have a suggestion for a potential topic or guest that you'd like us to interview, please contact us at that same email, info at domesticmanagers.com. If you can't catch our show live on Wednesdays at noon Eastern time, or if you'd like to listen to a previous episode, the show is available as a podcast on blogtalkradio.com and iTunes. If you subscribe, you will be notified when we post the most recent episode. We will be back on air next Wednesday, uh, same bat time, same bat channel. And until then, I've been your host, Matthew Hack. On behalf of my colleagues and staff at DEMA, thank you for allowing us to continue to serve those that serve others. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. You're welcome. Talk to you guys later. Thank you.